Hello, okay. this is I Want Studio Podcast Show, episode 24. I am your humble host, Galax. It is part two of Jeff Herman's interview, a professional astrologer and owner of a production company in Los Angeles. Take a listen. In closing, since we, we get pretty much everything uh, where you started uh, in the 70s from your mom, you managed to take it over and captivate two parts of your life, which is the astrology and the production company. You know about how to approach it in helping people through cycles, giving them benchmarks so they could move forward aggressively. And plus you go in more detail and tell us about where the planets are in between, like Saturn and Pluto, and how it can come into our lives, for example, 2011 and the crash in 2009. So you open up a lot of great information. So in, what I would like to know now, this frequent questions, you could answer them as fast as possible. Uh, the first one is, what advice you would like to give someone who wants to perceive a career similar to you? Well, I mean, everyone's individual. Everyone has different goals. And, you know, I, I treat every reading as that, as an individual. I spend a lot of time before I do a reading and I, because no two people are alike. Um, I do not believe in modern astrology where they tell you you are your astrology. Most people know their sun signs, their Pisces or their Aries or something like that. And that's their sun sign. Ancient astrology doesn't do that. It looks at the chart as a whole and it really views it in a much different light. Um, and I think a much more accurate light because it uh, it looks at cycles and also at uh, phases that are very powerful. You know, that that's what I would say. It's, it's, it's valuable to look at that to see, again, how, uh, what's the, the most appropriate way to maybe effectively use your energy. The other thing I like about ancient astrology is it's also what we call divinational. You can ask questions. Uh, and modern astrology doesn't do that. Uh, it's literally called interrogations. You can literally ask a question, get answers from it that are, are very appropriate. It gives you good guidance. I, I wouldn't call it predicting the future. I would call it looking at energy patterns. Yeah. People are mostly familiar with it. And you made it clear it is not the same. Very well said. No, it's not. Um, you know, in fact, people often find in Vedic astrology they have a different sun sign than they do in tropical Western astrology. The reason why the Vedic astrology uses a sidereal zodiac and uh, it uses a lot of different analysis methods that are not used in modern Western astrology. Not that modern Western astrology doesn't have some value. It certainly does. But I find the traditional um, astrology, which is the more what we would call medieval all the way back to Egypt and Chaldea and Greek, much more accurate um, because of the way it, its tools are used and it's much more astronomical. In fact, they're not even using the full correct zodiac uh, when they use the modern planet. So um, again, I'm not saying you can't get some value out of modern astrology, but I think the ancient stuff is better, not because it's ancient, but because it's a more complex and I think more accurate system. Well said. What is the one thing you wish you'd known before you begin your career? Well, I mean, hindsight's always 20-20 with everyone. And that's another interesting thing about looking at Vedic astrology. A lot of times we are brought to people or situations that at the time may be very difficult um, and challenging. Like many people will have trials and tribulations to their lives that are very, very hard to understand. And I, I parallel Vedic astrology a lot to psychology and psychiatric work where you can literally analyze 
your kind of viewpoints from things from a different angle. Um, one of the philosophies of the ancient world was we are spiritual beings having a physical experience and that we have cycles or karmic energies and encounters for a reason and it's to purify and rectify the soul to make it grow. People listening to me might say, well, that just sounds like life's lessons. Well, that's exactly what it is. It's just another viewpoint to look at it from that viewpoint. And I think it helps us react in a more appropriate way. So that that's, um, I think, I think a, another viewpoint. I actually work a lot with psychologists and psychiatrists, and we, we discuss these matters. And it's very interesting how, how the parallels fit in. It gives you rationale to actually understand things. Well, Jeff, I must applaud what you just said because no one has explained that part so clearly like you did. And there is quite a lot in your teachings and I can see that. So let's go to the third and last question. Do you think you, Jeff, was born for a reason in this world? I think everyone was born for this reason in a world. You know, one of my favorite movies is the Frank Capra movie, It's a Wonderful Life. Most people have seen that, but for anyone who hasn't, they should certainly listen to it because It's a Wonderful Life life is a story about, you know, Jimmy Stewart played in that. And of course, uh, he has some wonderful actors, you know, Thomas Mitchell and, and the wonderful actress who played on, forget her last name, uh, Donna Reed. Yeah, Donna Reed. Amazing. And um, what was so good, of course, uh, Lionel Barrymore, which was a, a wonderful actor. But the story was, what would the world be like if you hadn't been born? And if you remember the angel Clarence comes and tells Jimmy Stewart, okay, you, you wish you were never born. We can do that. So he makes it so that he was never born. And then Jimmy Stewart goes back into the town and finds out that his wife never married. She's a spinstress. You know, the whole town had changed. Mr. Potter took over the town. Everything was completely different and never ended up as well as it was before. So he gets a chance to see what it's like you know, when he was never born. Now, obviously, that's a movie, but I, I think when you look at astrology, there is very, th this is another parallel. A lot of people always say to me, you know, the, you know we're all going to get vaccinated. We're all going to get microchips and the, and the end of the world is coming. I don't believe in that scenario. I think they're going to try, <laughs> but, but I don't. It's just like when you look at Hitler, you look at Stalin, you look at all the horrible stuff that was done in China over the years. Millions and millions of people have been killed. And you know, it's always like a James Bond movie. Everyone's trying to destroy the world and take over the world. And it never really happens. Even look at World War II, World War I. I remember my grandmother who died at 102 she said, we thought the world was ending. After World War One. you know, the Dust Bowl came, the, the cr stock market crashed in 29, and people were jumping out of windows, and it was just, we thought the world was ending. And it doesn't end. You know, all these Orwellian theories that the world is going to end never seem to come to fruition. And my personal opinion is, is because there's so many souls here that have to play out their karmic journey. And I'm not saying there isn't going to be more, you know, drama, war, plagues. There has been throughout history. I mean, look what happened in 1917. They say close to 100 million people may have died. They documented over 50 million people. Up, I think it was 60-something million died in the Spanish flu in 1917. And by the way, that was shown by astrology, too, accurately. In fact, one of my favorite astrologers predicted the London plague back in the 1600s, William Lilly, and he was right on, and he was using, again, the cycle 
cycles of certain conjunctions and aspects of planets. And he was right on. Um, and that's why I think we're all here. The, the world's not going to end. I think the world's always evolving, always changing, and always going through its trials and tribulations. But uh, I think we're all put here for a very specific purpose, even though we may feel like sometimes that's not so. In fact, yeah, well, the, the ancient astrology, I'll just say this real briefly. The ancient astrology actually shows that the angelic forces pick the time at which your soul is brought into the body. And that's usually at first breath. They say, they say conception happens uh, is when the soul is assigned to the embryo. But it's when you exit the womb at first breath, they say the angel ties the spirit, the psyche, and the soul to the body for the duration of the life. So it's a very divine thing that happens. And even though a lot of us may live challenging lives, that's what I always try and do in readings is help people to understand maybe the karmic implications of why we're all as unique as we are. And um, it's it's an interesting viewpoint to look at things. Yeah, you have opened our eyes quite a bit, Jeff. You did a very good job. And the first place where our audience can catch up with you is www.jeffhoman.com with J-E-F-F-H-A-R-N-A-N.com. Jeff, can you tell us other ways that we can get in touch with you? That's probably the best way is Jeff at JeffHarmon.com because uh, that way with emails, we can respond appropriately. Uh, my wife helps me and um, it, it's a wonderful way to get through to us. Uh, they can also call us, but it's not as easy to get through um, because oftentimes we're not there always answering the phones. I'm usually in sessions or busy. So it's always best to email Jeff at JeffHarmon.com. That's great. And that's, um, that's I, you know, go ahead. allows go ahead. us to get back. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, you talk about your wife, Camille, and she was one of the reasons that we are talking. She got in touch with me. And um, she's also an actor. And your son, Aiden, is also an actor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wow. The whole family is in the business. And that's great. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> yes. I must say thank you. It was a great interview. I learned a lot. And, oh, well, thank you. And uh, I wish you best of luck. Well, you bet. Thank you. And, and stay strong. I think I think New York's going to come back eventually here. I, I really think this summer things are going to start to open up. I think this is going to leave an indelible impression upon the world. That's exactly what happened with 9-11. That's exactly what happened with uh, the bank crash in 2008 and 9. But I, I think we're going to get through this. And um, it really looks like by fall, this thing starts to clear up even more. There's lunar mansions that the moon's nodes have been in that every time this happens, in fact, AIDS broke out on this and other pandemics have broke out on, on conditions like this. They happen about every 18 and a half years. And what I like is we're going to get a nice break here in June, but I think by fall, we're going to see it even clear up more. Thank you for that added piece. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's pray that it all works that way. <laughs> I agree. I'll start my prayers tonight. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff, and have a great family. You are very welcome. You, okay. you bet. Thank you. Bye. Uh, bye. Thanks for listening to Highborn Studio Podcast Show with your host, Calix. If you like our show, give us a review. We want to thank our sponsor, Free Conference Call Service, who made it possible for these interviews. You can contact us via iBonStudio.org or support us on anchor.fm forward slash iBonStudio.
Thank you for all your comments.